0: Okay, another week, another guest, but before, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, follow us on Instagram, and if you'd like to support further, check out 91octane.com slash shop, use code SHIPBOX, S-H-I-P-B-O-X, for free shipping on orders over $35. Let's start the show. (laughs) welcome to 91 octane i am john and you are looking at our guest for today honda man race car driver whiskey connoisseur e36 hater mr khan from the blind apex podcast welcome to the show man thanks for joining me oh man thanks for
1: having me on uh i i'm just not a german car guy anymore i was once in a lifetime ago but not anymore Oh no, you're, you're
0: you're one of the ones that we lost.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
0: lost me a long time ago. We're gonna have ago. to get we're gonna have yeah. to get into that. Let's do it. We're yeah. gonna have to get into that. I need a, I need a well, we'll get into that. And so, what you can expect for today, of course, we're gonna go through all our headlines for the week. There we're gonna talk a little con, a little blind apex podcast, a little German car history, apparently, and of course, we're gonna end with our weekly challenge. This time, the ship inquisition. But let's get right into the headlines. First one being man adds his work commute to a seto Corsa and hopes to beat his neighbor to the street parking spot I feel yeah. like we have all felt this way at one time or another do you have a parking like horror story I've had I have dozens
1: yeah I probably have dozens too um but the biggest thing for me is I commute 81 miles one way when I go into work and uh Interstate 66 Ugh. going into Washington DC, it's it's basically like F1 qualifying. Everybody puts the hammer down and goes. <laughs> so if if you're not cruising at 80 miles an hour, so you're going to get run over. So this would actually help you. Oh, oh, absolutely. The other thing oh, that really? would help
0: me. really? Yeah, yeah, that, the other that, thing.
1: We fight for parking everything. spaces. Is
0: that, is that every lane?
1: Every lane. At every work? lane. So so here's, here's the issue. Uh, the vid messed up parking in D.C. Half the parking lots got converted into apartments. So now you have $8 a day street parking. Or you have $15, $20, $25, $30, sometimes $40 a day garage parking. So there's some primo street parking. And I know it gets filled first. And I know those guys are flying into the city early
0: Early, just to get them. So I I get it. I would do oh, it. Oh, man, that sounds miserable. Like, as, as part of your job, do they pay for your parking? No. No, we don't get oh, paid parking. Oh, my God, that sucks. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when oh, I go into the office, we're just rolling terrible. into the city. Yeah, it, I mean, whatever. It It comes with the territory. I promise I don't get paid pennies, so... It it doesn't hurt that bad, I mean, in the <laughs> when you do your okay. budget, when you do your budget, you're like, man, really, seriously, I spent this much on parking, but then you realize like the paycheck's decent, so it doesn't matter that much.
0: Yeah, it kind of balances all out. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's fun. I mean, this is literally like I, everyone, I've had a the most I've had is a thirty five mile work commute. That's one way, but that would take me about an hour and a half on average to get through how long is your is your 81 mile commute so from my
1: parking space at home right outside my garage to my not designated but might as well be designated parking spot in the garage in my building going into the office hour and 15 minutes in the afternoon all the Uh, delivery guys are out AC guys, plumbers, soccer moms—everyone is out. People try to leave work early. It's a zoo getting home.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So you could benefit from from putting your commute into a set of Corsa for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, absolutely.
1: And then you, you turn on Waze, you turn on whatever your favorite GPS is, because somebody's gonna crash into somebody, and you're gonna need to reroute. It's just you have to know what's ahead of you. I've driven in L.A. You guys I mean that, it's that sounds it's it's
0: just like it is here. What about driving in L.A.? It's not that. I mean, it's just like it is. I here. was it's just going to say again. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, DC, it is. I, LA, I feel, like, New I feel York. like it is. I, I mean, I got annoyed. Yeah, it's. But like, what is it? So I guess it's not. You know how people say like, oh, it's L.A. drivers or it's New York drivers or it's drivers from wherever. But in the reality, the accidents, the poor driving, the congestion, it's something that we all relate to in the same almost the same way, it seems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their their level of
1: of traffic. Right. I went away to college. OK. In a small little town, well, a city, we'll just call it a small city. By the time I graduated from college, I was getting ticked off when there were five people between me and a parking, like a, like me and the traffic light. Right. And I was like, man, I better chill out. Cause I'm about to go home to DC and five people is a miracle, you know? So it's just one of those
0: things. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got it and everybody yeah. has a threshold. So yeah, yeah. My threshold now is super low because I've, I've been working from home since right. 2020, really. Yeah. I mean, that's when it all started, and I haven't gone back. And I was already going insane from the three hour commute every day, mm-hmm. but now I couldn't imagine going back to that. Of course, if I had to, I will, but I couldn't imagine going back to that. Do you happen to have like an out of the box solution for like traffic? you know, like sitting in traffic for so long, you start thinking of how I can solve, how can I solve this problem? What can I do that hasn't been done before? Do you have something like that? No, because, I, so for the longest time I
1: commuted on a motorcycle just so I could get onto the HOV lanes for free. And I've seen everything.
0: I've can you seen, lane split?
1: No, no, that, oh man. And and they'll kill you out here if you lane split. There is none of that. Like they, they barely look when they change lanes. How are they going to worry about somebody splitting lanes? Like they don't know. Uh-uh. It's illegal.
0: But okay, and so then, you're saying like, and on, then they'll kill on, you on accident. They'd get on accident though, right? Or or on purpose? Like is it is it that road ragey? Oh no, it's pretty road ragey too. Like yeah, uh, I had people
1: like try to nudge me out of the way when I was on the bike. Like they could bully me. Holy so shit. just so they could get over at the last second. I mean, we're all, you know, nose to tail. Like I'm in first gear, putts in on the bike, you know, and they just start merging into me and I just start banging on the window. You know,
0: like, hey, I'm right wow. here. Don't run me over. I mean, and then the, out here it's legal. Yeah, out here it's split. legal. So, you know, it it's yeah, it's legal and it can be done. Like I see it. Of course, you know, I don't know how it is over there, but over here I've been told my whole life, right? It's not a matter of if you're going to fall, it's a matter of when you're going to fall when you're on a motorcycle. So, it's something's going to happen. Uh, but yeah. I imagine it's the same out there. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere.
1: I have I probably spent
0: Have you fallen off a bike?
1: Yeah, I've had one accident and um I was probably a quarter of a mile from my house and I blame a school bus. So, I was in a neighborhood, a bunch of blind hills on the neighborhood, one lane going one way, one lane going the other way. And I come over this blind hill doing the speed limit. And it's one of those hills, you know, where you're in your car, you feel your stomach drop a little bit. And I come over this hill and there's like eight cars stacked, stopped behind the school bus. And there was no way I was going to stop. So I just bailed off the bike and let the bike slam into the back of a Grand Cherokee. So... Damn! Yeah, that then I rebuilt that re- how, how bike bad were and you hurt? I broke a, a small
0: bone in my foot. Damn! You immediately rebuilt it and then sold it. You didn't. That was the end of your biking career. Oh no! I still have like seven, eight of them in the in the garage. No, it's not
1: over. <laughs> I'm gonna play games. Seven or eight bikes. Yeah, I stopped. <laughs> We can get into that in the stable, but I stopped. I was riding in my dress shoes, right? Like I'm, I'm rolling to work in my Kohans on my motorcycle. You know, uh, I stopped doing that. I put my, I put my dress shoes in my backpack,
0: and I wore my boots from then on out. So, oh my god. Okay. Well, let's get into our next headline. Moving on, the urban right. mosquito population surge surge as they mistake straight pipe hondas for mates i have a question for you here how do you feel about being at fault for the mosquito surge in your area so uh
1: i mean it probably is my fault so there's definitely no mufflers on the race car um i do have a muffler on our on our street honda um, I, I actually think it's not the straight pipes. Well, it is the straight pipes, but the reason isn't the sound mosquitoes love carbon dioxide. So when we all rip our cats off, cause we're, we don't have carb stuff, you know, we all rip our cats off and we're just emitting it like crazy. And, uh, they're just like, yeah, well, I want to, let's go over towards that Honda that has nothing but a, you know, two and a half inch exhaust all the way back and no mufflers, no cats, no nothing.
0: I don't think it's the sound. I think it's, the <laughs> it's smell. funny because, yeah, I mean you're right. That was sort of the inspiration behind this because we've had a really bad mos- mosquito problem this year, and so I started looking up mosquito facts and why they yeah. kind of buzz in your ear. And it's sort of the carbon dioxide that you're emitting is right. attracting them to your head. Like that. That's that's what's happening. So that's exactly what's happening here. But going back to that Honda. How how do you make if you know how do you make a good sounding Honda? You can't. Uh, you put on.
1: <laughs> I, I'm so so. It's very hard because my expectations of a street Honda and then the race Hondas are completely different. I believe a, a B series with basically a resonator and a downturn before the gas tank on a race car sounds amazing when it's being abused on track. But if you just putz around the street at 3000 RPMs, they sound like garbage and there's nothing you can do to it. I mean, all the exhaust you get, you get like a, you know, HKS or uh whatever. It'll sound good for, I don't know, a couple weeks. And then once you heat that that packing material up It all starts to sound the same So On on the street it's impossible You just can't But I mean At 9,000 well, RPM Just to put it, it in cares? perspective
0: Where your opinion is coming from Yeah Good point Good point But yeah. just uh, You know to To make sure we understand Where you're coming from What is a good sounding car to you? Um One of like a, like
1: a cross pipe V8, they all sound a little different. You know, uh, the newer Mustang with the coyotes and the flat crank or yeah, the flat plane crank, those sound amazing. Uh, an LS, even, I mean, where I live out in the country, the, the old guys and their Novas and their Chevelles and their Camaros and their, mustangs or the old old mustangs and they're just running around on glass packs they sound beautiful but there's you can't make the same noise all the all the classic v8 the rumble the lumpy cam you know and then when they just start to get on it you can feel it feel it you know it touches your soul that's how good they are you can't touch that with a (laughs) four-cylinder
0: Oh yeah, absolutely not. And you you one I agree with you 100%. So the man knows sound. Now, uh this this past week or so, Porsche actually tried to patent their EV sound. This is in Europe. And oh. it got turned down. Right? Good. Which think I'm I'm yeah, so I, I have the same opinion, right? And so yeah, like that Missionar had like this little like whiny whistle almost sounded like a supercharger. But like if you let them patent sounds where do you draw the line but you being a motorcycle driver doesn't Harley have something similar like they have is i don't know is their sound patented or is it just unique i thought uh, i heard it's it definitely was definitely
1: unique i i heard it was patented too and i'm not sure if you could actually do that maybe you can in the united states because well we do weird things you know uh with patents here i'm not a patent attorney so i couldn't tell you but uh, I think it has more what? to do with them being V twins and they do a certain uh, dwell time on the two cylinders. I think that's the only reason they, and they're, they sound pretty consistent. Some of them deeper than others, but they sound consistent. I have every, it has everything to do with the dwell on the crank, in my opinion.
0: So like, uh, cause Subaru has a sort of distinct sound like that boxer engine, um, would you would you be in favor of them patenting that sound
1: first i would like them to patent a good head gasket and then we can worry about the sound
0: <laughs> that's a good point that'll never yeah. happen it hasn't happened up to this point so it'll probably never happen <laughs> never never just work on the stuff that counts don't yeah, patent never. that stuff right <laughs> so that's ridiculous. If that was the case, you know, BMW would have fixed their cooling issues a long time ago. They don't really seem to be a problem now, but it took them like twenty years to figure that out. Hey, and but you anyway, guys kept buying go, them. But going back to JDM, we touched <laughs> what? Of course, because it was z- it was an easy fix. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's an easy fix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally easy. Just overhaul the entire cooling system. What? I mean, yeah, what's yeah. what's hard about that? <laughs> um but are you so you're a honda guy i know you as a honda guy but are you team jdm or are you team honda uh
1: i i'm pretty team honda but i i have soft spots for other cars not that i could ever afford them anymore i'd love a skyline a supra um even now, the, the drifters have ruined all the Z cars. You know, you can't get them anymore. I lust after MR2s sometimes with a K-swap, mind you. Not not with the standard engine, but, you know, but they're <laughs> all ruined. By now, All every car I want is ruined. So I just live within my means and drive Honda's. Uh, what do you mean by ruined? Oh, I can't, okay, so two. First, they're all clapped out. All the affordable ones are clapped out. And then the ones that aren't clapped out, they're probably actually clapped out, but they're stock and they're way too expensive. So they never addressed any of the real stuff over the 30 years this car has been in existence. Well, heck, it's 2023 now. So 40 years for some of these cars. Oh yeah, pristine, garage kept, only fifty thousand miles. Okay, but did you replace any of the bushings on this car? No. Guess what? We can't find them anymore either. So it it sort of breaks my heart because I I hate the new cars. I, I I don't like the snitches in the new cars. So I can't. I don't want to own
0: a new car. So the uh, by snitches you mean all the technology they've put in that watches you?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm. If that happens, my insurance company will drop me in a minute. Like that's not allowed. I can't have that. (laughs) You know, I have 20 years. Why? What kind of driver
0: are you? How are you on the road?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm defensive, but I'm, I see, I grew up riding motorcycles around the Capitol Beltway in DC. The, the key to survive is finding that safe spot in traffic. So sometimes you're the fastest car out there, trying to find a spot in traffic where people aren't acting weird, and then sometimes you're just cruising at, at the regular old speed limit. Sometimes five over, sometimes ten. I won't admit to anything past that. Um, you know, we just you <laughs> you find the safe spot, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. how that's how I okay, drive.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, it's very similar. Yeah, so. no, that makes sense. That's I would say that's that's good, right? It's yeah. you, you always got to be watching and scanning and 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 seeing what's going on. Now, the 2024 NIS, uh, Nismo Z Nissan mm-hmm. Nismo Z um, recently came out, and it's expected to start north of sixty six thousand dollars. No, Mm-mm. do you think that car is worth sixty six thousand? No, 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 no. So first off for
1: $66,000 <laughs> you could make all sorts of crazy cars. You can you can buy a a base Coyote Mustang and throw a blower on it be at maybe 40,000 and smoke that car, right? You could for 66,000, do you think that Z can hang with a brand new CTR?
0: No, definitely not.
1: Yeah, it's it's won't it it just won't right. So not with the specs that they put out. Even with the Nismo model, it, it's not spec well enough for the price. I know there's lots of like diehard Datsun guys and Nissan guys, and they're like, yes, I want to buy one. But guess what? They still haven't bought them. When they announced the Z, it's like the worst selling reincarnated car ever. It's, you, nobody's buying that.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, they're on the lots. I mean, there's there's the dealer markup is playing into that, too, and supply issues. But you're right. No one's buying them. I mean, I still when the Supra came out, I would start seeing a trickle of Supra's out on the roads. Right. I have yet to see a street driven Nissan Z. Um, So it's it doesn't surprise me what at what price point do you think they would have that they would have sold them? Uh, the
1: Nismo, if you could have come in around forty yeah. two, forty four thousand, it would probably sell. the The problem is, nothing shows me that it's better, except for well, we don't know because nobody's driving them, so we don't know if they blow up. But it's still not beating the GR eighty six in a lot of ways, right? So it's like, yeah you have to get it down to the least common denominator or it's just not going to sell. And that's what they're going through. But Nissan's notorious for this. I mean, look, they tried to put, they tried to put together the three quarter ton truck with that Nissan Titan with the, with the Cummins. I wanted one so bad. I have a Tundra. I wanted one of those so bad because I, I was going to get uh ice and transmission mated to a Cummins diesel And not in a American truck. Right. I was like, yes. And I was like, never, I I will never buy a first year car. I I blame my dad and uncles for that. Okay. said, don't do it. I don't do it. And thank God, because that truck was terrible. So they haven't, (laughs) they haven't overcome some, some of their stigmas. Right. And then they want to go, produce this vehicle overcharge for it. And then the dealers are like, let me mark this up. Some, does that make sense? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, the The last hit. Yeah. Nissan not at all. Had was, was your $3 million Ultima or, or Sentra or whatever that
0: on bring a trailer, right? Like, Yeah, man, it's bad. Um, I yeah. feel like markups have ruined a lot of things. It's uh, this, yeah, this whole thing. I'm never. I don't buy a new cars either. I mean, it would take an extreme, right. like, wonderful car for me to actually step in and do that. Uh, so far, I haven't found it. It was going to be the new M2, but I just didn't end up liking how it actually ended up looking. Out um, the performance is there, but the looks aren't there for me. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not good, but let's move into our next headline. All right. Car community left astonished as man completes project car exactly when he said he would. We've spoken to how rigorous your planning is. Yep. Um, are you the on time builder or are you the delayed builder? So I was one race weekend off
1: for my new build so my new race car when i built it i was one weekend off so i'd missed the first event went to the second event some of that had to do with the back surgery i went through some of it had to do with the rarity scarcity of parts that we were going through because i was building sort of during covid so but i planned meticulously for it i know people who don't you know and then they wait till the last minute. Oh, I need rotor rings for my very special big brake kit. Not happening. You know. And, you know, they developed a kit based off of non-production car rotors. So they couldn't even go get blanks, you know, from AutoZone and run the event. So, yeah, I mean, it it can bite people, but you have to be ready. Most of us most of us don't plan well enough and don't prepare to spend a lot of money. Okay. So the only way that your project car is going to be on time is to have a very thorough plan, a very large pile of money and then execute and just watch (laughs) that pile go down and watch things check off. Also ignore everyone in your life, your wife, your kids take days off work just because you feel like working (laughs) on your car. Like that's how it gets done. If you wait for your free day, it's not going to happen. That's why all these project cars are sitting. Like, you have to make it happen. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a week off of work and work on my race car for an entire week straight. My boss was like, oh, where are you going? Home. My garage. <laughs> and he was like, that doesn't sound like much you of a vacation. Just, uh... I was like, I'm not here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I I get right. to do what I want, which right. is I mean you just kept it very very real uh because that is what it takes to get the car done. Like if you wanted to get it on, done on time, you're going to have to make the time and not wait for the time, right? So you can't right. wait for the weekend nope. to roll around. You got to work Monday afternoon. You know, yep. right after work, Tuesday, whatever. Take one day off maybe to get it done. Because, yeah, that's – and honestly, the only thing I don't agree with is don't look at the pile of money going down. It's going to happen. But I think one of the worst mistakes I ever did was monitor every single dollar down to the bolt – on what I was spending on building my race car, and it was an absolute nightmare. On the one hand, it did motivate me to sell like the, the, all the parts that I was taking off of it, which is good, but man, what a nightmare. It made me stay get tighter and tighter and tighter with my budget, which is arguably a good thing, but yeah, it sucks to see that bank account just fly away. Uh, so, So let me ask, did you meticulously
1: plan for every bolt? Or did you just track
0: your spends yeah expenditures but no I, I i planned everything by section, so i like if I, if I was working on suspension right then i would I would uh plan for all the parts that I would need that include like reinforcements that included you right know, any bad bolts that I saw, any bushings that needed to be replaced I mean you're talking about every piece that whatever. Like, whatever the coilovers were touching, I I made an inventory of what needed to be done and how much it was going to cost me and how long it would take me to actually complete it. And then I used an app called Toggle. I believe it was okay. Toggle. to Maybe it was something else. To clock in and out working on my car. So then I could assess how good I was doing against my estimates. Because I wanted to know... Like in my head, I think some of these things take forever, but do they not take that long? Re- realistically, I always went over my estimates. Well, I mean,
1: you th- you call me a planner. I didn't write down how long it was going to take. I said, I need to be at this event. And I was just cooking over and over and over again, just trying to hit it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's b- this part broke, or I need this, or I got into it. I need a little, I, I planned for some, additional expenditures. A lot of people don't plan for things like RTV. They don't plan for those extra bolts that they're going to need. I I had a hardware pile. I had about $700 just for hardware. Brand new OEM Honda loves they wow. they they think their bolts are bolts are really precious. So brand new Honda bolts when I want a brand new Honda bolt That thing's expensive. It's like eight bucks, right? I mean, for a suspension bolt. So I planned for that. I planned for it. In my planning, I pulled up sheets, you know, the parts diagram and said, well, if I have to replace every bolt that touches the front McPherson strut, it's going to cost me this much money. And I planned for all of it. Now, did I use it all? No. Did I put some of it back into my regular account? No, I spent it on something else, you know, but where I saved money, I spent it somewhere else. I was like, you know what? I think I need to upgrade the brakes, you know, so it all comes out.
0: But I think, but I think the difference is that you are consistently staying at that level with all your projects, Whereas I did one experiment and now all I do is kind of whiteboard stuff. I do not go that thorough anymore. I was like, this is, I'm not doing this again. I So I found peace when
1: I did it. Like it was, it was literally calming for me, which is hard because I get wound up really easily. Right. I might have a temper. I, I take things like, I'm on blood pressure medicine for a reason, right? I, I just get excited really fast, but it was calming to go yeah. This much money. These are the parts we're going to spend this, watch it go down here and just sort of everything was already in plan and, and it worked out to plan. I was late. I was at an event late. So one month late, but when you build a race car over a winter, oh, that's, it's tough.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What's, what's one like DIY job that you'll never do again that, that you'll, you'll take to somebody else to handle. Cause you're, that's not something you want to deal with anymore. So I do almost everything with my
1: car. There are two things I do not do. I do not open transmissions. I think they're voodoo in there. I, I don't, Quite understand it. <laughs> I, if I opened it, I guess I could figure it out, or at least understand it better. The issue is, could I ever get it back together? And two, I don't dyno tune my car. That's somebody else. If if my car is off on the dyno, it's going to be off on the dyno. Those are two things I leave to a friend of mine. He's happy to do it for me. He's happy to charge me for it. I'm happy to pay him for it because the service is always great, <laughs> right? But I I honestly I can't tell you there's nothing I've done to the car that I admittedly will do to my car that I won't I would pass off now. I love I love tinkering. I love knowing every inch of my car, especially my race
0: car. So So you enjoy being in the garage like wrenching. That's uh that's 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 a good time for you. Oh yeah,
1: I've got you know, Polk and bows in wall, in ceiling speakers, a TV in there. I've got my toolbox. I've got my workbench. I've got multiple vices. I've got drill presses. I can do everything I need is in there. I have two or three of every tool, maybe four. I've got every implement of destruction you could want. Chop saws, sawzaws, <laughs> every bolt extractor kit every bolt extractor kit i know i own i have probably 20 you know those dewalt drill bit sets 20 versions of that i've got the harbor freight i've got dewalt cobalt i've got all the all the variations just in case you never know you burn one out go get another one it's fine so
0: yeah now no, Now knowing this, right, you're an avid wrencher. If you had to swap an engine on your Honda, how long would that take you? So I've done it,
1: and I've timed it. Uh, I can pull the motor, the engine and transmission. Okay, so the car rolls into the garage, pushed into the garage. From it being a mess to on the engine stand is one and a half hours. And then to be back in the car
0: and buttoned up is about two hours. That is that is quick. Three and a half hours. Yeah, that's real. That I mean, you could do it on a race day. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to do it at the track. Um, I don't have all the accoutrements like cherry pickers and stuff uh, to make it happen that fast. I'd probably have to borrow one. It's not the greatest condition. Sometimes we're in sand. Sometimes we're in gravel. Sometimes we're on asphalt. I prefer the asphalt part, obviously. But, I mean, I could do it if required. The best part is if I know something's wrong with the car, it's going to get fixed by the next event. Because even if I have three weekends, it only takes me one long evening and everything's out, right? And then I can clean everything the rest of that evening and then order the parts I need, maybe spend another week, day, evening, fixing it. And then that Saturday it's in the car, cars on the
0: ground, ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, the hard part for me is actually working. I'm not a wrencher. I love to drive, but man, sometimes it's so hard to get into that garage. But anyway, those are your headlines for this week. And now we're going to get into the portion of the podcast where we learn a little more about Khan. Um, Starting with what we talked about earlier, alluded to it, You're stable. Um, it sounds like it's pretty expensive, but take us through your current collection. So I think you were talking with Jaime from race FF about
1: the average year of your car and all that stuff. Mine's pretty low. It's not new, but I have lots of things that drag it down. So my tow vehicle, it's the metric mule. It's a 2008 Toyota Tundra 5.7 liter four by four. It does everything. It it works all the time. It's a truck. It's not shiny. It's pretty beat up. Um, I haul wood with it on the weekends when I need to, you know, do firewood. We have five and a half acres of trees here, so I'm always managing the the issues after a storm, that kind of stuff. My wife has a tried wow. her her tried and true is a 2006 2005 one of those two years. Cause as the Mercedes Benz six speed uh, Jeep Wrangler, TJ um, she works at a hospital. Okay. So she's got to be able to get to work in any weather and she really loves her TJ. So it's still around. Um, and it's a beast. You know, I think we finally stopped that car in three feet of snow. So that's when it finally got stopped, but um and then our okay. daily that took our, a lot that that's a lot that's a lot yeah yeah it's a lot <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> the the daily beater is a 2009 Honda Fit um it would be god's chariot if they would have put a decent engine in it but it's so slow getting onto the highway i don't mind the 40 miles to the gallon but man it's murder getting onto the highway in a Honda Fit and it's just my wife and I, right? So we take it on vacation. We put down the back seats, two bikes, all my fishing poles, all that stuff, all our luggage, room to spare, and we go to the beach somewhere. And it doesn't. Uh, we drove from where we live to Charleston. What's the horsepower south- on a fit? Uh, 98 flywheel horsepower, I believe.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. That Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: liters of boring, but we drove from our house to Charleston, South Carolina on one tank of gas. So
0: it's pretty, pretty easy going. That makes up for it. Yeah. I drove a Mitsubishi Mitsubishi Mirage, the newest one. It looks like a jelly bean to Vegas. And that car, I didn't know it at the time, but that car has like 80 some horsepower, like 90 even. And they almost didn't make it there, so I understand what you're describing. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't
1: imagine if it was behind an automatic transmission from the from a rental car company. Holy smokes! How'd you ever? Yep. Aren't there some
0: mountains between you yeah, and it Vegas? Was bad man. Yeah, I there couldn't. are, and it was the worst. <sighs> I honestly thought I, I legitimately thought that I wasn't gonna make it up those hills. There were three of us. We were broke college kids. We just yeah. got the cheapest car that we could. We put all our luggage in there and went to Vegas. And I had that car pinned on some of those uphill climbs. <laughs> the gradient wasn't even that extreme. It doesn't but it, have just, to be. it was just like, and it was just like, dude, we're, I feel like I'm slowing down. I'm slowing down. I'm slowing down. Luckily, I would crest before it stops to slow down because it felt <laughs> like I was going to stop and hold there at any point. It was miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I, when we take road trips and we hit the mountain, But anyway.
1: Um, the Honda Fit will be in third gear going up a mountain. No, nah, go for it. Yeah. Third gear, like <laughs> 6,000 <laughs> yeah.
0: RPMs up the mountain. Just go. It'll be fine. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Like The automatic killed me because otherwise it would have been a little easier to manage. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what's the what's the rest of your stable look like? I know you've got more. We've we've talked about 3 so far. Right. So we have
1: the race car is a 2007 Civic SI FG2, which I think Jaime missed or no, he said FG2 when he should have said FG1 <laughs> on his I was I was yelling and screaming on the commuter train. I was like, "What is this dude doing?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um shout out to race FF Pod. Right.
0: <laughs> um yeah.
1: and it, so the the stables really full of motorcycles. So we have a 99 and a 2001 Yamaha R6. We have like a 2004 CBR uh F4i and then we have a 1973 CB750 Honda that I'm building. I've been building it for 20 years, so that's one of those projects I never actually get to. It's planned meticulously and then when new stuff comes out, I have to replan the whole thing cuz I want to buy, you know, all electronic everything <laughs> instead of carburetors and all that jazz. Um what else is down there? Uh There's there's all sorts of stuff in that garage. It's much to my wife's chagrin. She's just like, "What are you doing? Why is there so much stuff in here?" But yeah, that's
0: basically it. Those are the main modes right now. And it's like honestly that that whole like line of motorcycle stuff that you you could have been reciting the alphabet for for all I know. Like it, uh, it, that made I just don't have no concept of motorcycles, right? And I didn't realize you were actually still a very avid Motorcycle enthusiast. Oh, um, yeah. you know, I think we talked about this on your podcast, which is going to be out October 1st, by the way. If you're listening to this, go check out the Blind Apex po- podcast. You won't be disappointed, and you're going to learn oh, we had a, a lot. Good time. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we talked about this a little bit, you know, in terms of I've had motorcycle riders tell me that it's safer to track a motorcycle than it is a car. Um, you being a motorcycle guy, have you ever actually tracked a motorcycle? No. Um, my
1: the, the my main motorcycle that I ride is a 99. It used to be a race bike. I paid $600 for it. I bought, I was poor just out of college. Um, I went on eBay, bought some new headlights, uh, a taillight and wired it all up and then rode it. Um, I haven't, but I've had roommates that do I've crewed for them. I have friends that do, I mean, in the community that I ride with probably 60, 65% of them are all on track at some point. So I've been there. It's not safer. It's absolutely not safer. They say (laughs) it's safer on the track than it is on the street. I I've my roommate had two busted collarbones, a broken arm, forearm, and a concussion. When I was when I had my accident, I broke a little bone, the the bone next to my little toe. That was it. They're crazy. These guys do 185 miles an hour yeah, and then go off track. Hell. They're doing 185 miles an hour no cage, no harness, no nothing. It is not safer. They're fooling you. They're absolutely fooling you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I know I think
0: how they're fast. They're fooling I'm themselves. Going. They're trying to convince themselves. Yeah, don't justify it that way to your
1: wife. She's going to see through it the first time you get flown out of the the <laughs> racetrack, bro. Like don't
0: do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. But, but uh, you know, it. let's going back Going back to to Honda's, right? How did you get into Honda's? Because, you know, we touched on you having like a muscle car history. Uh, Now it turns out there's a German history, which we'll get into in a bit. But how did you get into Honda's? Well, I can tell you through my German history. So
1: I went to college and I, I went to community college. And at the the two years I went to community college, I went through everything. I went through every $500 car that existed like old Ford tempos. Uh, I, I had a, a Fox body that would cost me 500 bucks. It had 300,000 miles on it. Um, I had, I had everything under the sun and then one Damn. day I needed another car And on the side of the road, there was a 1983 Volkswagen Scirocco Carmen edition, eight valve engine. And it had a bunch of summit point racing and BSR Bill Scott racing stickers on the glass. Cause thank God he didn't put it on the paint. I'd have freaked out. And I bought it because I needed something I thought was reliable, man. Was it not reliable just for me to get, to school (laughs) Monday through Friday, I had to wrench all day on Saturday. There was always something, always something on that car. Oh, I would have to bum rides to the junkyard to find parts, right? Because the parts stores weren't carrying Scirocco parts. And so it was always something. And eventually my last year in college, the car blew up. I might've been doing a burnout in it. (laughs) Um, but it, it blew up and, uh, an old company. I don't think they exist anymore. VW sport. They were out of Florida. (coughs) Excuse me. They came up and got my car because they loved it. It was new speed suspension, everything. Coney shocks, all leather interior. Um, when I was growing up, everybody had to have a system. I had two fifteens in the trunk of the Scirocco, you know, big head unit, all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, they were like, Oh, it's just the engine. And I was like, yeah, come get it. I don't care anymore. So I, I ended up going home with no car and down the street from where my parents lived was a Honda dealer and they had a CRX. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this CRX. And I haven't looked back since. Damn, a $500 CRX. No, no, it wasn't 500 That cost me $3,000. I thought I was balling because
0: I, I literally bought the cheapest stuff ever. But hold on. Be- before we, we dig more into Honda, yeah. you tried and left the German world uh-huh. on a Volkswagen. I think that was the problem. You 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 went Volkswagen. You can't go Volkswagen. We need to get you into something different, and I think then you would have a different experience. That's just unfair. That's unfair to us. Okay, so the Volkswagen has the
1: same door clip issue that your BMW your E thirty six BMWs deal. Uh, that Volkswagen had what the door same, clip issue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that uh same Volkswagen. <laughs> Ended up having the same low-end rod bearing issue or crank issue that uh, the newer M3s have. Uh, that Volkswagen had all, yeah, the but electrical... not E36s. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you guys went from having coolant issues to <laughs> bearing issues. I'm not sure which one's worse, to be
0: honest. <laughs> God, like, so and you're, you're right. You like sell I can't. Me on. I can't. But uh, no 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 here's the thing though no no way like volkswagen is not that volkswagen is not a performance vehicle i know you did nice things to it but it's not a performance vehicle there are benefits to the the bmw the porsches right even i'll give audi some love too there are benefits there that outweigh some of those cons okay so so hot take my kid brother was a
1: certified Audi mechanic. He worked on Audis. He owned an RS4 for his toy, and he had a 1.8 turbo for his normal everyday driver, and he no longer owns those cars. He quit working on Audis. (laughs) He quit being a mechanic
0: altogether, so you can't give Audi any love. None. Okay, okay, fine. I mean it's 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 a Volkswagen anyway, so yeah, okay, you're right. But Okay, so is Porsche like pure Volkswagen? No. What what do you mean so is Porsche? Porsche isn't owned by Volkswagen. Are you sure? (laughs) <laughs> okay okay if, we, if we're if we talking finances okay i i get i get i know what you're talking about yeah that happened uh i don't know it was like two right. or three years ago that was that that yeah there's there's some shit there's some shares okay fine i uh, will concede yeah. that right so so now
1: so you're looking at bmw okay and you're looking at That conglomeration, the trifecta of Audi, Volkswagen, Porsche. I know Porsches, all the haters are going to come out. All Porsches are built to a way different standard than a Volkswagen. I get it. Yeah. They're set up completely different. I get it. Okay. But I'm not. Debate's over then. You got to get a Porsche. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Eli. Okay. You're not talking me into that stuff. Okay. I'm. (laughs) this guy (laughs) you think i don't listen come on now so the the issue becomes (laughs) the issue becomes can i afford it no no do i want to afford it that's the issue i don't want to go in In yes this this is we had this conversation on my podcast i actually don't want a nice car i don't believe in them because I you you, you you say you drive your cars, I use the crap out of my cars. I, if it's a fun car, we're having fun, right? Warn the local sheriff, here I come, right? We're going to have fun. If it's a commuter car, yeah, I'm going to put 30,000, 40,000 miles on it a year. Absolutely. If it's a truck, it's going to... I'm not pulling a trailer behind my truck when I go to Lowe's so you can put the dirt... In my trailer, because I don't want you touching my truck. No, loaded in my truck. It's a truck. We use do truck things with trucks, right? Like, I if I own a Porsche, I'm going to destroy this thing, and I don't want to pay for all the stuff that I'm going to break.
0: Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, because it, it's it's more expensive. You don't you but don't it's, get brake pads for you isn't that the the difference for you isn't that big you wrench on all your own stuff and when it comes to to Porsches BMWs German cars where the expense lies is the premium in the work i think in terms of parts you're not looking at a sig- significant enough difference there so
1: let's do this as an example uh my it's a poor example but the honda right you buy S2000 <laughs> if you if you buy a honda S2000 and you go look up what are the in the manual what the brake specs are if you burn a front set of pads down you don't have to replace the rotors but if you look in the bmw manual i know this for a fact and you look in a por- If you take it to a Porsche dealer, they're going to tell you, if you're replacing the pads, you have to replace the rotors. That stuff adds up, man. I'm trying to have fun on a budget. I mean, I, my budget is different from everybody else's, but it's still a budget. Why do I want service short service intervals on things that actually don't need short service intervals. And that's
0: sort of why I don't do German cars. And here here I got two things for this, right? right? One is uh that's not necessarily true for any car and you know that and also true for all cars, right? I mean it, there's there's a there are things that you need to be aware of if you're not going to replace a rotor and you're going to replace a pad or if you're going to replace both. And it really comes down to being able to read conditions. That's really all it is and BMW has taken the step to say, just do all of it at the same time to be safe. Right. That's number one. Number two, does Honda, does Honda have a company like FCP Euro? And now I believe ECS tuning where you can buy rotors and pads and get lifetime replacement for the rest of your ownership of that car. Because I've paid once, for brake pads and rotors and have replaced them four times now, all for that single purchase. Okay. I, I the F, That FCP Euro, I, they should
1: sponsor you, first off. Second, they should sponsor the podcast. Put a big <laughs> sign back there, write you checks, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. If I I actually, on this podcast, I'm sure they listen – I want them to make FCP Asia because that is the sweetest gig <laughs> yeah. you guys have going. That is the most ridiculous I I've heard of guys returning oil for god's sakes. Like it's the sweetest gig ever. That that is true. D- you I don't know I I don't know how they're getting away with it. I don't know how they haven't collapsed as a company. And and you guys still use it time after time after time. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I'll go back to my roots before I go to a German car again. I, I yeah. That Volkswagen was a nightmare.
0: <laughs> You're, okay, your allegiance is set, but... I love this. That was so much fun. Like I, I kind of, I kind of wish we could have this back and forth in person. We're gonna have to figure out how to do that because that was, oh. that was, that was really fun. Jaime's got fun, the Spirit
1: but... Airline hookup, so we're going Spirit Airline. You tell me when it's time to pull the engine, <laughs> put the engine back in your E36. I'll stand around and look pretty and hand you guys whatever you want because and extract bolts if you need me to because I've never pulled an E36 engine,
0: you know. But let's just do it. I'll come over. I don't care. Dude. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're the wrencher. I I would say you're the most pro wrencher considering, you know, how, how much you love working on the car. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you something to hold. I mean, there's barely anything on that cherry, right? There's, it's just headers, harness intake and the front clip and the whole thing comes out. So I, I think we're good. Yeah. Sounds easy. So we'll be done in an hour and a half. All right. But now (laughs) we will. I think we will. I think we definitely will. Um, But let's get into Blind Apex podcast. I want to talk about this a bit. Um, You know, one thing I, I mentioned in the podcast that you and I did On October 1st, it's going to release. Go check out Blind Apex Podcast. Uh, Follow Blind Apex Podcast on Instagram. That is the Blind Apex Podcast. Um, But one thing I said to you uh, was that sort of the format that you took on of presenting a different skill each podcast, the way you name your podcast is this is the skill you're going to learn uh, on this podcast sort of drove yep. me to want to listen to it. I didn't know who Khan was prior to that. I, I, we Nobody had mutual does. friends, but I really met you. I really met you through the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I guess let's start with, uh, you know, how, what was the genesis uh, of this? You know, how did it start? How did it come up? You know, how did you just decide to move forward with it? Okay. So uh, you and I have both
1: had uh, episodes with Mr. Ross Bentley himself. He, I used to listen to speed secrets religiously. It used to come out weekly. And so, uh, he started slowing down and then he did a format change on speed speak secrets podcast. And I stopped learning skills about racing every week. And then I got tired of not learning and it be, this is your passion project. This the blind apex podcast is mine. I want to learn. I'm just your average yeah. race car driver. I'm nobody special. You never heard of me. Nobody else has either. Right. Uh, but I bring on people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I bring on people who know what they're talking about in <laughs> mine's My podcast is topic based some sort of discipline within the racing community, uh, maybe not discipline. So I I'm starting a track talk series. So we talk about tracks and not, so we do do a turn by turn talk about the track, but I, I was getting a lot of messages and people were like, have you been to this track? Do you know where the camping is? And I'm like, no, I've never been there. So I want to get people on (laughs) so so we can explain where stuff is, right? And where, what to expect. And then we go through a turn by turn talk. Um, I'm starting stuff with each discipline of motorsports, right? So I started one with hill climbs. I haven't talked or heard about hill climbs outside of Pike's Peak. It happens monthly in every state in the United States where these guys race up and down mountains and, I I wanted to learn more, you know. Is it really like Pikes Peak? Pretty much it is, except for it's in your own backyard on some closed road that you don't know about. So I want to go through that. I want to go into autocrossing cuz everybody started in autocrossing and then sort of try to progress through the normal transition. Autocross, HPDE, HPDE, time trial, time trial, wheel to wheel, and then what's next? You know, Andy Smedegaard from ASM, he went from winning grid life to now he wants to go be a Formula D drift guy. So, you know, and what I see is we started off with car control and autocross, and now he's going to the most extreme car control in drifting, right? So it's sort of like he went back to his roots, but he went up by like 30 levels, you know? But, you know, I want to... I want to come to some sort of root conclusion through a series of that, you know, talking about that, having those discussions and seeing what disciplines, what do you need to learn as a race car driver or as a driver? Because I I have firm beliefs that you're not a race car driver when you're in autocrossing, you're in a competition, you are competing with a vehicle, but you do not drive a race car because you can drive anything. Your mom's Camry is classed in, in an autocross, right? Um, I don't believe you're racing. But You can also
0: race anything.
1: Yes, you can race anything. They have class. I mean, you can grid life, any car you can super touring in NASA, any car you can, uh, you know, the only people that have restrictions on that are NASCAR, (coughs) excuse me. I, so, but we do, we tackle everything topically. I had Ross Bentley on to talk about how to race or how to, how to approach racing in inclement weather. I won't say the word. I don't say the R word. Y'all figure it out. Um, I've had other guys on (laughs) talking about how to set up, um, you know, how to plan for the year, how to do uh, nationals, how to prepare for nationals. I did a nationals recap. People wanted it. I did a nationals evaluation of drivers. You know what? You don't learn anything in that podcast podcast necessarily, except for how you need to evaluate your competition. Imagine this. I did a one hour podcast where I evaluated 15 drivers and I wasn't even racing there. So the day that I go, I'm attending nationals, that's the bare minimum I'm going to do. So you need to do the bare minimum and there's more to it. And so we're all going to learn about that. And that's what I do. It's topically based. I pull somebody on that's going to be an expert and talk with me. And talk me through it and we'll learn together. And that's that's the crux of the Blind Apex
0: Podcast. It's all about learning. No, that's awesome. And that's why I love listening to it. Now, what is what is the biggest lesson you've had so far through the podcast? It can be car related, it can be related to anything, but that you have learned through the podcast. Oh huh, man. That's that's a tough question.
1: I've learned, I've shared a lot um, of information that I already knew, but talking, probably talking with Ross because he has two different, two different thoughts that I needed him to join together. So, um, in that one. He, he wants you to drive the car in wet weather and make something happen with the car, but then also be quick, like slow re- or quick reaction slow on the uptake. So I, he had to explain it to me, and I probably have to re listen to his actual explanation on how it was. It clicked with me during, the de- during that time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I probably explain it terribly, but that's why I'm the host and I'm not the expert. Right. So, um, that one was good. (laughs) And then literally the process of how to set your alignment and do tire temperatures. I knew what the process was, but how it relates in the organization that you need to have to do it accurately every time. And then that so that bites with my ocd planning part so i i was i've now developed a a a track side a paddock checklist and it has everything to do with like my cold psi by tire ambient temperature all this stuff what are my current settings where what's my starting position on grid where's my finishing position where's my lap time what is all this stuff what are my temperatures when i come off that's something that people just don't do and they really need to i that was the biggest that might even be bigger than what ross taught me but knowing your tire temperatures and making those adjustments uh can equate to a second or more and so being meticulous in that, it's a discipline. You have to be disciplined to do it. Have I done it yet? No. I literally today I I started developing the sheet. I knew I should have done it. I had a friend do it for me, but it was literally written on scrap paper. But now I want to I want to record it, and then I want to look back and go, well, at this event at this track it was 82 degrees, and this is what I set it to, and this is what I came off, and this was my settings, my alignment. Well, it's 82 degrees today. I'm at that same racetrack. My alignment's a little different and I know I need to come down in pressures. And so I can make those adjustments and then go out and be optimal instead of coming off too hot or too under pressure. But if you don't have that log, you don't have that organization. You're never going to get there. You're just guessing. You just go, ah, 82 degrees, 30 PSI. Who cares? 70 degrees, 30 psi, who cares? And then you go, car doesn't feel right today, or why did I get a faster lap time before? It, if you're not consistently making the car perform the same way, you're not going to get there. In tire temperatures and pressures. That's your first contact with the asphalt. Your suspension works through those items. Yeah. And so if you're not doing that stuff, you're you're behind.
0: I think this is probably a bad thing to say, but information and knowledge is for everybody. I'm a true believer, but I think you and I need to collaborate in like a, a companion app on a phone where you can log this information. I don't know if that exists, but that would be very beneficial because I don't, I don't want to have to purchase a $500 long acre pyrometer, right? I want to be able to do with a cheap $80 one, And if I had an app that I could log all this stuff into, it would essentially make the point moot about buying the long anchor item. There might be a market for this. Well, you,
1: you always need the long anchor or Joe's Racing or whatever their pyrometer is, because I don't. iPhone won't do it. I don't think, unless unless there's a lightning to no. I'm not talking.
0: I'm not talking about incorporating a thermometer. Yeah, I'm not really talking about incorporating a thermometer. I'm more talking about just a data logger, right? That's all it is. You're just okay. inputting all these different points into this app, and it's accumulating for them, and then putting out some reporting based on it.
1: Okay, so we're trademarking in that right now. All you people who listen, don't be trying to steal it from us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if there's an app, but if there isn't, it's ours yeah, now. here we go. Step back, y'all. Oh. We'll get the trademark <laughs> yeah, attorneys on it.
0: Yeah. We're taking it.
1: Yep. yeah, Absolutely. I, because here's the thing. How
0: has, uh, how, how has, it, well, if
1: go for it's, it. If it's not out there and you don't understand the changes you need to make. If you had an app that you logged it all and it goes, okay, what's your temperature today, what are your current alignment settings? And we had the algorithm that goes, this is what your pressure should be, bro. There's there's books on race engineering that go have chapters on this. So if we could put it in there, maybe it's worth I, something. We
0: might have to cut we might have to cut this from the podcast and keep this as our idea. I think it's a really good idea. I I'm really like it. this.
1: Let me hit the what is it, Mark clip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna use it as a reel. It's like <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I really like this idea. I mean, I'm a, I'm like we're gonna talk about making this happen. Later. Okay, I really want to I want to explore this further. But 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 rather than rather than getting into that here, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna do that offline. What I want to know is how has how have you benefited, or maybe even at a detriment, taken on like uh, the impact of of Blind Apex Podcast on your driving right how had do you think it's benefited you more do you think there's been consequences has there been a good balance like what what has been the outcome so far okay so absolutely a benefit
1: it it was a selfish endeavor in the first place it's my passion project so i learn so you can guarantee every podcast i'm learning something and if you listen to a podcast and you go man i didn't learn anything maybe you didn't listen very well because i learn something every single time now, the detriment has nothing to do. Nothing in the podcast has has hurt me. What has hurt me is my competitors also listen to it. So I know the competitors who listen, <laughs> and I know the competitors who don't because I watch their attitudes, their actions, track side, all of that changes. They're a little bit more serious. They're a little bit more organized. They're a little bit more you know, into the data. And it, it's literally, that's the detriment. Everybody in my region is getting faster because I decided to pick up a microphone and talk.
0: (laughs) Man, that's, that's awesome though. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd be kind of proud of that. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, to summarize uh, you know, make sure you're listening to the blind apex podcast It's an awesome place to go for knowledge. I love what you're doing, man. I know I'm learning. Um, I learn every day, and your podcast is a big contributor. But now, let's get into a challenge. Let's get a little competitive. Yes. The Shitbox Inquisition. And this is a brand-new game, never played, never released, and it's a guessing game centered around automotive terms. In the game, each player selects five automotive-related terms, which can include cars, car parts, racing disciplines, et cetera. And over five rounds, players take turns guessing the term chosen by the other player. There's a limit of 10 questions, 10 yes or no questions to figure it out, and you can guess at any time, but your last guess is after your last question. The player with the most correct guesses after five rounds wins. In the case of a tie, a sudden-death coin flip decides the winner, and I just realized right now I don't have a coin, so we will have to decide this in regular time. Okay, well, that'll be cute because our lag will not allow for
1: rock, paper, scissors, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely will not. So, we're going to go ahead and get started. You are the guest, sir, so I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to be the inquisitor or do you want to be the uh person with the first item?
1: I will be the to person start. with the first item.
0: To start. Okay. Okay. So, now it's my turn then. I get 10 questions. Um. Feel free I, to count I'm going count I'm, on my I'm end counting. To make sure I'm only asking 10 questions Okay good That I'm not even going to bother Alright the first question Is it a car No Damn Is it a car part Yes Okay Um. It, is it engine related No is it suspension related? No. Hmm. No engine relation. No suspension. Is it in the is it in the interior of the car? No. Damn, I'm at 5, huh?
1: Yep. You're at 5. Uh <laughs> Dude, this is going to be hard. We're going to flip a coin on zero, zero.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, Is it aerodynamic related? No. Damn, six. Is it even on the car at this point? It is Um, on the car. That wasn't a question. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn. That does not count. I'm a, that does not count. I have four questions left. Yep. <laughs> All right, right. I have four questions left. Jeez. So it's damn, this is hard. I, told, uh, so I knew it was going to be hard. Suspe- not related to suspension. Not related to, not in the interior. So it's in the exterior. It's on the car. Is it electrical? No. <laughs> Okay, down to three. <laughs> uh okay. Um mm, okay. Uh damn. Let me let me give you a hint with three
1: left. You, okay, gonna... so
0: now we're gonna have to do hints with three left on no, everything? No, no, all no, right, no. All right. No, all
1: right. No, it's no, we don't need to, but you're missing a major portion of the car. Think about your car and you're building a car from scratch. You did suspension, engine. I mean suspension interior I did
0: engine. Interior. I mean that leaves the exterior. I did arrow. Yep. Uh okay. I guess I should have started with the direct is it at the rear of the car?
1: It can be front and rear. I guess it's not a yes or no, but yeah, oh my I mean, god <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna mark that down as a question so I have two questions left, yep,
0: okay, um, it could be the front and the rear. it's not electrical, oh my. Is it an exhaust? No <laughs> I have one question to go yeah okay. i
1: I didn't think this was gonna happen um, on the first one
0: I know but that this is wild. They're going all the way to the last one, front and rear i I'm not connecting the dots here. What can be in the front and the rear? windshield wipers? It's a car part. Lights, but it's not electrical. Ah, uh, is it under the car or on top of the car? Sort of under. Sort of under.
1: That's your tenth question, by the but, but way. But it's
0: not arrow. Yeah, now I have to take a guess. Um, Sort of under. Yep. A rear rear bumper? Nope. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm 0 for 1. What was it? Big brake kit. You're so right. How did I forget stopping? Oh my god!
1: Yeah. So and then, yeah. well, I said front or rear, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I was like, sort of under. You didn't even you didn't even look at wheels or anything yet when I said front and
0: rear. You automatically I went mean, to I like. Feel, so, well, here's the thing. I thought wheels would be part of suspension, but I I concede that brakes aren't part of suspension. Okay. So, so when you said suspension, I I was like,
1: I don't know. They, some people (laughs) don't understand how suspensions work and thinks their brakes are under in the suspension, but yeah. no,
0: you answered that correctly. You, you got that 100%. I messed that up brakes. How could I forget brakes? All right. Your turn. 10 questions to figure out what my first one is. Is it a car manufacturer?
1: N- yes. Is it a European car manufacturer? No. Is it a Japanese car manufacturer? Yes. Is it Honda? Yes. <laughs> you- Wait. Do I have to say it? I I asked if it was a car manufacturer you said. I mean you yes. haven't got you haven't
0: got oh. Yes. Yeah, that's that part is true. Okay. You still don't have the answer though. Honda of Japan? Yes.
1: Honda Civic?
0: yes you got it okay <laughs> on
1: the sixth question yeah. you got it yeah
0: you are one for one damn it
1: yeah but that's not gonna happen
0: what maybe you get skunked we'll see yeah we will see because i i don't know i don't know we'll see okay all right so now it's my turn again okay okay so is it a car no Is it a car part? No. Is it a racing discipline? Yes. Would you consider it a competition? Yes. Is it time based? Yes. Is it time trials? No. Is it autocross? No. Three more. <laughs> okay. okay is it a specific racing body no like NASCAR no okay so it's wheel to wheel racing no that's a nine Oh, my God. Um, time based. Oh, is it done on dirt? Sometimes that's ten. Okay, so now I have to guess it's done on dirt sometimes. Oh, Man, that leaves it's it's rally. No. Oh my god. It's hill climbs. over for two. Gee I'm I see that was gonna be the other one. I was actually gonna say it out loud. I was like, it's either hill climb or rally. Oh, and I knew Pike's Peak used to be dirt. I should have gone hill climb. We we just talked about it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> okay, I'm 0 for 2. Yep. You might actually skunk me this game. Oh, my God. Okay. All Your right. turn.
1: Is it a racing class? No. Is it a car part? no is it an organization no is it a type of car
0: uh yes is it
1: a car manufacturer yes Is it an American car manufacturer? No. Is it a European car manufacturer?
0: Yes. Three to go. Okay. Is
1: it Porsche? No. Is it... BMW. Yes.
0: Oh, there's more. Yes. I'm not (sighs) going to count that one.
1: (laughs) It's an organization. It's BMW. Is it Bavarian Motor Works? Is that what you're looking for?
0: No, I said no to that question. By the way, now we need—I don't know if I won't even want to count that last question. No, it's fine. It's not an organization. Oh, you said yes okay. to
1: organization. Uh, BMW M3. No, I—I I, I
0: guarantee I we're gonna play it back. It's fine. BMW God M3. God damn it!
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you got it. Two Are you two. kidding? I got that on the
0: after the tenth question. <laughs> Uh, after on your last one BMW yeah. M3 god you got it You, oh my god I'm 0 for 2 you're 2 for 2 this is bad this is bad alright here I go ok it, you, you is it a car part one. no is it a car sort of what sort of yeah
1: ask that question again more specifically
0: (laughs) is it a truck no How is it sort of a car?
1: I mean, it is a car. But it's kind of broad.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like I'm, I already feel like I'm not going to get this one. No, it's right uh, up your alley. It's fine. It's sort of a car. Sort of a car. Fine. It is a car. Is it European? Just, yes. Okay. Okay, that's four. It is a car. Is it a BMW? No. is it a porsche it is
1: got one it is porsche
0: porsche and it's kind of a car
1: nope that's it you're done is it an suv it was the manufacturer oh it was porsche Porsche. (laughs) yeah it was porsche you got it
0: oh gotcha that yeah okay Okay, that makes sense. You asked if it was a car. Finally,
1: one for three. You asked if it was a car, and I was like, well, it's not technically. It's a
0: manufacturer. That's why I asked you to be more specific. I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much about how to play this game right now. (laughs) All right. All right, your turn. All right. Is it
1: a car part? Yes. (laughs) Is it engine related? Yes. Okay. Is it cold air intake?
0: Oh, my God. Are you like reading something on my screen now? How is this happening? I really thought this was going to be like sort of the beginning of the challenge for you, and it absolutely was not. It is cold air intake. Jesus. Ah, damn it. I'm, I'm, less, at least I'm not skunked, but you're three for three. Cold air intake. Wow. What a guess, man. What a guess. You should go Solid. back to
1: the email that you sent me. It was one of the, your
0: examples. Oh, I get, uh, <laughs> That was my bad. Oh, God damn. And that's what I get for not reading my own emails. Oh, my God. Ah, Dad, that's so dumb. That is. so. I sabotaged myself. Yep. I hate past John right now. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Fine. Fine. That's all fair. Smart. smart of you man. Well played. Okay. Now it's uh, it's my turn oh man okay uh is it a car no no okay is it a car part no okay it's it is a race is it a racing body no Is it a racing discipline? No. Not a car part, not a car, not a racing body, not a racing discipline. Is it a car company? No. Is it a tool?
1: No. You were on the right path earlier.
0: (laughs) Okay. Racing body, racing discipline, car, car part. I need to get a yes here somewhere.
1: Yeah. The earlier mm-hmm. your yes
0: is in this game,
1: the easier it is.
0: Yeah, seriously. I'm down on four questions left, I think. Yep. Um, is it a driver? No. Jeez. Okay. Hmm. Does does it license people to drive? No. That would be a race
1: organization. Yes.
0: God. Hmm not car part is it safety related no <laughs> oh man so is it a class yes but it's a specific class yes that, that you can't answer that you can't answer that. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, um, Honda Challenge. Absolutely. <laughs> that's two, <laughs>
1: All
0: right? I got that's two. On the, oh man, that was a question. hard one. Down to down to the uh, yeah. yeah we've had two of those now (laughs) man this is a really hard game all right i think we're doing pretty good though okay yeah i think so too all right is it a type
1: of car no is it a car manufacturer no is it a car
0: part no.
1: Is it a race organization? Yes. Is it North American based?
0: No. Is
1: it FIA? No is it formula 1 but
0: close ah d- <laughs> you're really good at this man you're really good at this 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 might be a newfound skill for you <laughs> <laughs> you got you this are you are dominating you're a clean record you're <laughs> it's 5 4 for 4 i can't win anymore if you get this wrong No, that's it. You won the game. We're going to do the rest of them for fun. Okay.
1: All right. Lead off, bud. Your lead off questions are key. All
0: right. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Um, Okay. Is it a car? No. Is it a car part? Yes. It's your earliest engine related. No. is it suspension related no it is is it on the interior yes is it safety related yes
1: Four questions. Do you left. sit in it? No.
0: I might use my last three questions for guesses. Is it a roll cage? No. Safety related. is it a is it fire suppression? No. <laughs> you don't sit in it. So it's not harnesses. Although you don't sit on harnesses, but I feel like you would have been like uh, uh. safety related on <laughs> on the interior. Oh my Is it a I have one question left, right? Yeah, you have one
1: question left. And you might have said it already.
0: Uh is it Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it electric? No.
1: Now your guess. Your final guess.
0: A harness. You got it. <laughs> okay yeah damn i almost skipped over it completely if he hadn't given me that clue yeah you've got for 5 five let's see now you you got the seat
1: you got the roll bar the only thing that holds you in there is the harness i was like he's got
0: this he he knocked him out in order <laughs> yeah i went straight to fire suppression but now what we're playing for is probably the first because we've only played this game but still you might have the perfect record on this game though which might be a record that stands for a good amount of time considering how hard this is (laughs) the fifth one go for it is it a race class
1: No, is it a race organization? No, is it a type of car? No, is it a car part? No, is it a car manufacturer? No. You made me expend all my lead off questions. So this is going to be a little, little rough. You did hesitate on race. Freestyle. So, uh, and it's not a type of car. Is it a tool? No. And it's not a part, and it's not a type of car, and it's not a car manufacturer. Is it an organization? No. Oh man, you're killing me now. And it's not a type of car. <laughs> It's not a part, is it? It's not a race class. Uh, man, gonna make me look up your email and see if I can cheat off that. Um, (laughs) man, all the pressure's on. I got three questions and I'm trying to go five for five, and I don't think this (laughs) is gonna happen now. Um, is it a brand of car
0: no no oh
1: that's the same as a manufacturer idiot okay um (laughs) and it's not a part it's not an organization what the heck could it be um
0: it's not a say you were on the right track with organization Okay. Oh, actually, you were more on the right track with racing class. You gave me hints, so there you go. Okay.
1: Is it a... Is it a racing discipline? Yes. Yeah, yes. Is the discipline wheel to wheel?
0: No. That's ten. Time attack. Ow, oh, welcome to the Perfect Record Hall of Fame, <laughs> Senior Khan from the Blind Apex oh. Podcast. I'm going to have to put like something behind here on the studio. <laughs> you went five for five, sir, and absolutely destroyed me in the first ever game of the Shitbox Inquisition. I, I think you're lying. Honestly, man, that was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That no, it was. T- I have them. I have them listed here. I'll, okay. I'll take a picture and send them to you. <laughs> you got it, dude. Um, honestly, that was such a fun episode. Thank I, you so much for yeah, coming man, I on and it. humoring me with this game and exploring it. Yeah, dude. I, this was. I didn't know how this game was gonna go. And honestly, like, I feel as stressed out as I do on like competition days. Like that. This <laughs> <laughs> this was much harder than I had originally anticipated. But honestly, Khan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being our guest host for this week it was an awesome time uh that is our episode like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast follow us on instagram at 91octane.com and send us any emails info at 91octane.com con any last words man
1: yeah i'd just like to give a shout out to the partners that help out my race car ipgparts.com they've been with me since the beginning uh always Listen, download, rate, review your favorite podcast because that's what helps them out the most. So that's the good word for that. Thanks again, John. I really appreciate coming on,
0: man. Yeah, no, for sure. And make sure you check out the Blind Apex podcast. You'll learn a bunch of stuff that you didn't know before unless you're not listening correctly. I guarantee it at the blind apex on Instagram and make sure you, like he said, like subscribe, follow that helps us out. But I think that's it. Have a good night.
1: Peace.